All right. Well, good morning, Trace. How are we doing this morning? Good morning. Good to see you guys. Good to see you guys. Hey, last week I was out of town, so it's good to be back in town. I went back for a wedding in Kentucky originally. That's where I come from. Did live in Arizona for about eight years, but originally from Kentucky. And just need to let you know this. Every time I go back to visit family, my accent gets a little bit thicker. So you guys are going to have to put up with that today. So I'm up here to translate for you. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's a a bad translation. (laughs) But we are excited to uh, continue in this re-series. And uh, guys, when we came together to talk about what, it, what the series was going to look like. There were so many re-words that we could have chosen from, right? I mean, there's so many words. It's like, man, this could make sense. We could preach on this. We could preach on this. But one word specifically that surfaced is the word refresh. And I don't know about you, but I could use some refreshment in my life. And the reason this word made so much sense, like, man, we need to do a message about this, is because so many of us, whether it's the circumstances in our life, whether it's the pace in which we live, we're just going through life on empty, aren't we? This idea that our tank is almost always depleted, and if we're not careful, a lot of other things get depleted along the way too. Our energy, our time, our focus, our relationships, don't miss the last one. If we're not careful, when it comes to the pace and the circumstances of our life, it could potentially leave our soul depleted. And so when we were talking about, hey, what do we want to talk about in this re-series, the word refresh came up. Just Let's just have an honest moment together this morning. How many of you need some refreshment in your life right now? Yeah. And if we were to poll the audience, I'm sure that we would get several different opinions on what that looks like. What what refreshment looks like for me may not be what it looks like for you. And so what I'd like for us to do today for the sake of our conversation is table our own personal opinions. And instead, look to the wisest man who ever lived. His name's Solomon. And let's look what he has to say about refreshment, because believe it or not, he actually gives us some instructions on how to bring refreshment into our life. Here's what Solomon says. A generous person will prosper, and those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. And that last part's actually going to become our one thing today. And if you're new to Trace, and it's like, well, what's that mean? What's the one thing? Almost in every sermon, you're going to see us bring up something, and it's going to say the one thing. Meaning, if you were to walk away here and you didn't get anything else, we want to make sure that you walk away with this. And so for our conversation this morning, our one thing is those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. And it's possible that when you hear that, you think to yourself, well, man, that just sounds like something else I'm supposed to do. Didn't we just determine that my life is on E? I don't need anything else to do to bring refreshment in my life. I just need a break. But here's where I want you to think differently. We're not really talking about something else you're supposed to do this morning. We're talking about a person we're supposed to become. Absolutely. And today, Aaron and I are going to tag team this a little bit because I think this is uh, an area that both of us uh, not, not only want to talk to our congregation about, but also something that is something we need to actually be spoken to ourselves uh, because it's very easy to just get depleted, to get overwhelmed, to get run down, to get worn out, to get burned thin, all that kind of stuff. And, and we have a need and a desire to, to be refreshed, as Aaron was talking about. 
Uh, but, but the interesting thing uh, about this proverb that you see uh, is that it, it actually leads us to a different conclusion. So al- although we need to be refreshed, it doesn't really come at the, the idea of us sitting back and, and soaking up and allowing people to, uh, to refresh us. It actually throws in this, this kind of wrench, this irony that says um, that actually by refreshing others, you yourself will be refreshed. Now, uh, there, there's a guy... Thank you. I appreciate that right there. Is this, is this what it looks like? Yeah. Now Something I need like to ask: Are you being refreshed? I, actually, because I actually I'm feels being pretty good right now. Mm-hmm. So thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you could actually continue to do that while I talk, <laughs> that would be great. So. Sorry, um, I'm probably pretty <laughs> off about it. So, so Solomon says this in, in a proverb, but Jesus actually echoes this in his very life, the demonstration of his life and the words that he shares with us. Uh, and specifically in, in Mark, he captures this. He says, uh, for the Son of Man, speaking of himself, did not come to be served, but to serve and, and to offer his life as a ransom for many. Now, I mean, think about this. Um, the God of all creation who, who came to us in the form of man, uh, of all people who deserve our adoration, our praise, our respect, to be refreshed, like he's the dude that deserves this, right? But instead, he sets a different example for us. And not, not only an example to be contrary, but one to help us understand these concepts himself. See, by, by serving others, we ourselves are refreshed. Now, if we want to be like Jesus, what that means is that we actually need to kind of uh, put ourselves aside. Uh, something I've heard Aaron say uh, oftentimes is uh, we, we need to lose sight of self. And, and that's something here at Trace that we really try to encourage. This idea of, of being selfless and being like Christ means that we have to actually think less of ourselves and more of other people. And the cool thing about this is that by doing so, we actually get the things that we desire. Now, around here, you'll hear us uh, use a phrase, uh, um, and it's one that if you've been through our Be a Trace class that you've definitely heard, you'll hear more of it later um, as we continue to, to promote this. But, but here's one of our vision values, and it's this. Save people, serve people. Now, a vision value, for those of y'all that don't know, it's just a, it's a catchy phrase that we repeat often so that, that we don't lose sight of our, our vision. Individually and collectively, we can stay on top of this. So save people, serve people. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to be saved in order to serve other people, in order to to receive the benefit of serving other people. But this is what it means. If you've been touched by the good news of Jesus Christ, the natural response of your life should be to pour yourself into other people. Mm. Because if we're listening to the words of Jesus and we're acting and, and responding like he is and becoming more and more like him, then what we're actually doing is we are going to be like Jesus in that way. And this is what we know. We know that when you are served, you get refreshed. Serving leads to refreshment. I mean, mm-hmm. Think about this. Have you ever, have you ever been sick and, and somebody brought you uh, uh, some hot soup? How did that make you feel, right? You felt, you felt refreshed. Or maybe you were just stressed out of your gourd and somebody said, you know what, let me watch your kids for the, for the afternoon. And you got to step away and you, you got refreshed. Or maybe you were short on some cash and somebody covered an expense. Or maybe you didn't know the answers to a test and somebody let you cheat off of their paper. No. Whoa, whoa. No, no, not a good idea. That's not serving. That's sinning. Okay, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> you all get the point, right? It, it feels refreshing when somebody serves you. But, but this is what Jesus is saying. This is what Solomon is saying. It is actually maybe even more so true on the other side. Think, think about this practically. Have you, ever, have you ever served somebody, done something kind for somebody, went on a mission trip, and, and you poured yourself out, but somehow you felt like you got the better end of the, of the deal? Like, you, you walked away thinking, you know what, I think I got more out of this than they got. And I want to tell you uh, about somebody in, in our congregation, part of our church. Uh, her name's Dawn, Dawn Clock. 
and, and she serves in our Trace Kids uh, area and, and loves on these kids. But now before that, uh, she was a part of another church, and she served there. And for the, for the last three years, she's been pouring herself out and investing in the lives of kids. And um, one of these kids, her name's Riley. Uh, Riley is getting baptized today. And when we talk to Riley about this. Clap for that. That's yeah, good. absolutely. Yeah. Clap for that. When we talked to Riley and we said, hey, listen, uh, who would you like to baptize you? She, she pointed to Dawn and she said, I want her to baptize me. You know why? Because Dawn has been refreshing Riley week after week, year after year, sharing these good news, investing in her life. And now she has the privilege of actually getting to the, the ultimate refresh in baptism today. And, and Riley will be refreshed today. But you know who's the bigger winner out of all that? You know who's reinvigorated, who wants to get back in the game and do even more? It's Dawn, mm-hmm. right? Because she knows that to refresh others means you yourself get refreshed. That's right. When we were first planning this, uh, this sermon, we thought, hey, you know, what can we do just to add a little special element to the service? And it's going to be springtime, right, April 30th. So let's have a nice, cold, refreshing drink that you get when you walk in on this nice, warm spring morning it ain't, it ain't in Colorado. Our zone anymore, nope. And uh, I'm already getting chill bumps, but hopefully you guys got one of these. I'm just going to take a little drink here. Ooh, there it is right there. Yeah. Hear the refreshment? Ooh, mine's orange mango. I got a little blueberry. That's good. Acai. Do you know how that's how it's Acai? Acai. Not Ikea? <laughs> no. Not Ikea. Let's do this, guys. Um, for the sake of illustration, if you can't see this, I don't know where you're at. Let's use this sponge to illustrate this point maybe at a deeper level. We understand that there are people that are going to come into this church and come through those doors, and you are on E. And your life, for whatever reason, has been depleted. And one of the things that you'll hear us say is, we understand that there's a season to sit and soak. Now, we want everybody in here, every single face that I'm looking at right now, we want you to get involved at a deeper level in this church because that's what God's church is supposed to do. We all come together, bring our gifts for the sake of others. But we also understand that sometimes the best thing that we can give you is a place to be refreshed. And it really is our hope that we're creating a culture here at Trace where you can come through those doors and your soul is being refilled and refreshed. But one of the things that we don't want to happen, and this is how I use this sponge. You see, as, we, as we're allowing God to refill our soul and our spirit, when we come into settings like this, if we don't ever do anything with that, then it's, it's almost like a sponge that begins dry. And a, a dry sponge is really uh, has little use, if not any use. But when you put it in water, it fills up and it takes on a new shape. Just like when you're sitting in here and you're hearing from God, your soul starts to be refilled. And it, believe it or not, you take on a new shape. But even as this sponge gets full, if I don't use this sponge while it's full and poured out, but using the contents that have filled the sponge, if I just let it sit here and be a full sponge, it's missing its purpose. Friends, the same is true for our lives. You see, if we just keep coming back to the table, if we keep coming to a church gathering or wherever, wherever it may be that God fills your soul, and we just keep filling ourselves up and never pouring ourselves out, we miss our purpose and what God has created us to do. Now, let me, let me take this a level deeper. It's not uncommon, and this is something that we're actually trying to work against, and this will be really good for you to understand as far as a cultural distinctive that we're trying to create here at Trace. 
It's not uncommon for somebody in here to come up to me and say, Aaron, we want to go deeper. We want to go deeper in the Bible. We want to learn more about the Bible. And I actually think it's a very honorable thing to do. That's not a bad thing. But I also understand where that can go. And so oftentimes I'll respond with a question. It's like, hey, great, that's awesome. You want to learn more about the Bible? I'm a pastor. I mean, if I wasn't excited about that, I should probably get into another occupation. But um, awesome, you want to learn more about the Bible. And then I look at them and say, hey, just answer this question for me. How long have you been involved in a church? Like overall, if you added up all the years, how long have you been part of a church? And oftentimes the answer is 10, 15, 20, 25 years. And I'm like, man, that's good. 10, you know, 15, 20, 25 years. There is not a doubt in my mind you have learned, you have soaked up so much goodness within those years. And then I look at them and I ask them a question that unfortunately I often know the answer to. Probably 98% of the time the answer is what I think it's going to be. And I look at them and say, man, for 10, 15, 20, 25 years that you've been soaking up God's goodness through his word, through these kind of experience, through worship, have you ever taken what you already know and pouring yourself back out into somebody else's life? Are you meeting with anybody on a regular basis and teaching them what you already know? 98% of the time, the answer is no. Friends, we miss our purpose. If we just keep trying to fill ourselves up with knowledge and never pouring any of it out. And so I'm going to make a statement, and it's a strong statement, but him, and him and I talk about this all the time, and so I'm speaking on behalf of both of us, really the leadership of Trace. I don't care if you learn anything else until you share what you already know with someone else. That is our purpose. That's what we're called to do. Let me share it this way, a little bit of a stronger statement. A Christian who doesn't share what they know or serve where there is need is a tragic contradiction. What do you think of that statement? Because that is what we were called to do. And so, yes, there are seasons where we need to come in and we need to allow our soul to be replenished and restored and reshaped and refreshed. But then as that happens, we take on a new shape and with all the goodness that we're filled with, we go and we pour that into others' lives. Here's what Paul says when he's writing to Philemon, and he kind of hits on this. He says, and I'm praying that you will put into action the generosity that comes from your faith as you understand and experience all the good things, all the good things that we have in Christ. Your love has given me much joy and comfort, my brother, for your kindness. Don't miss this. Your kindness has often refreshed the hearts of God's people. Friends, pour out what God is giving you to others. And in the process, you're going to find refreshment for your very own soul. Sometimes this refreshment comes by serving others. Sometimes it comes by sharing with others. And sometimes it comes by just sitting with others. That's a great illustration, Aaron. And I'm going to I'm going to piggyback off of that real quick. Uh, any, any NBA fans out here? We got some NBA fans like... Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess Denver is not in the playoffs, so we don't care about NBA. All right, so uh, I'm not a huge NBA fan. I love basketball, but I uh, uh, around finals time, I, I start to get intrigued by by the sport. So I was watching uh, one of the NBA finals games the other day, and uh, and as I'm as I'm watching it, it's the fourth quarter. Um, I'm not going to tell you which teams because I don't want you to burden you guys with these, okay? But uh, the one team is up by six points, and uh, they're, they're kind of midway through the fourth quarter, and all of a sudden they take out the very best player who's, like, dominating the game, and they take him out 
in, like in the fourth quarter. Like this, this matters, right? And and, um, and during that time that he was out, just for the couple minutes he was out, uh, they go from being six points up to being three points down. Now, for somebody who doesn't understand uh, the sponge concept that Aaron was talking about, you're, you're looking at the coach going, what are you doing? Like, what are you thinking? You just took out your best player, and now your team is suffering because of it, right? But, but somebody who understands the sponge concept and understands basketball understands that what you do is you take somebody out so that they can be refreshed and reinvigorated and recharged so that they can come back in the game and give their very best. You, you see... Without, without being refreshed, you can't give your best. Without being recharged, without being like full, you can't, you can't offer the very best you can. And so when you put that player back into the game for the remaining minutes, he's going to be able to give you the very best of what he has left. And that's actually, so we don't miss this, that's actually the point of being refreshed, guys. You know, sometimes, I, I don't know about you, but sometimes I dream about, like, you know, retiring in, uh, in a place in the country with a lake and, like, no people around because people are burdens, right? You know, so. Um, you might be and, in the wrong job. You know, yeah, I might be in the wrong job, yeah. But you, you think about, like, kicking back and just recharging and resting because I've been running really hard. And, but, 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 guys, catch this. The point of us actually being refreshed is so we can get back in the game so that we can actually contribute the very best that we have. But oftentimes, and maybe this is true of you, I know it's been true of me, sometimes uh, the situations life has dealt us, uh, maybe the, the season that we find ourselves in, uh, it, it's just hard. And, and we, are, we are worn down. And we, honestly, what we do is we check ourselves out of the game with no intentions of getting back in because we don't feel like we have anything to offer. At this point in our life, because of our mental state, our physical state, whatever it is, we just don't think that we have anything to be able to offer anybody else. The problem with that is that we don't actually receive refreshing at that moment because we're not thinking about coming back in the game. And we end up in some kind of cycle where we, it's hard to get our minds off of ourselves in our own situation. And the very best thing to do, even in those moments where you don't feel like you have anything to offer, is to be able to serve somebody else to refresh somebody else, because in that moment, you're able to take your mind off of that for just a moment. And the promise that we have from Scripture is that you, in that moment, will get refreshed. Mm-hmm. You know, a few few weeks back, my my whole family was sick. We got that norovirus or something that came. Anybody else get that? That was nasty. It was terrible. The, the toilet became like our primary residence for the week. It was just a bad place, all right? Too, too, much. too much. Too much? Okay, I'm sorry. Um, but it was just bad, and we were, we were feeling sorry for ourselves and all that kind of stuff. Well, one of our friends found out uh, that our, our family was sick. Uh, now, this is what you need to know about our friend. Um, our, our friend has been in and out of the hospital for the last several months constantly. Uh, she's been unable to actually hold down food for most of that time. Anytime she eats, she's, like, she's in this process of not being able to hold this thing down. And she hears about our situation, uh, and, and what, what she did was she, she came and knocked on the door, Actually, she didn't even knock on the door. She just put some stuff, and then she texted us because she was smart. She didn't want to get what we had, all right? No. Um, but she, she gave us some flowers. She, she brought some bread for toast. We're on the bread diet. And she, uh, and she brought some Gatorade. And, and she texted us, and she left the house. And, and this is what I got to tell you. Uh, that small gesture was such a, such a refreshing thing for us as we were in the midst of all this frustrating time of being sick. Not only because of what it symbolized for us and the, the care that it gave to us, but because we knew that it took her thoughtfulness and her willingness to stop thinking about herself and her own situation for a moment to come and care for us. Now, what you also need to know is, is just a few hours after that, she ended up back in the hospital. 
and, and, and she was, you know, down and out for the next couple days. But, but here's what we know about our friend. That moment, that opportunity for her to stop thinking of her own situation and to love on somebody else, no matter how small that might have been, was something that offered her refreshment in the midst of her situation. Even though she didn't feel like she had a whole lot to offer, she was able to refresh others. And so, guys, this is what you need to know. It's not about how big or how small the things that you are doing. It's, it's about taking your mind off yourself and looking at somebody else, and that is what causes refreshment. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 2, it says this. It says, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. This is Paul summing up the things that he heard Jesus say. And he said, guys, if you want to fulfill the law of Christ, you want to be like Jesus, then carry each other's burdens. Take those on yourself, and you will actually fulfill the law of Christ. And so by by serving other people, you're not only fulfilling the law of Christ, you're also causing refreshment in your own life. And, And this is what you need to know about our mission statement here. By doing those things, our mission is to leave a trace of God's love everywhere we go. Sometimes when we hear that mission statement, we think of these big, audacious things. We, we think of, of sharing the gospel news of somebody and them coming to Christ and getting baptized, and that is a wonderful thing. But sometimes leaving a trace of God's love is as simple as dropping off some Gatorade. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as offering a smile and a how are you doing in the grocery store. It's as simple as shooting a text and just checking in on somebody that you know you haven't seen in a while or that's going through a hard time. It's as simple as showing up and sitting with somebody in the midst of a hard time. Not even speaking a word, maybe not even bringing flowers, but just showing up. And this is what I would contend. I would contend that the small marks that we leave in people's life can sometimes be the most impactful. Absolutely. So let's close by getting really practical. You know, Tyler mentioned earlier um, in his worship leader moment how we just got away for a couple days up in the mountains and we did a lot of planning, preparing, and praying about what God wants us to do in this next year as a church. And it was a really good time. And uh, just a side note, I need to say this. I hope you know, and this is not for my benefit at all, I hope you know how blessed you are by the leadership that we have here. Remove me out of the equation. Um, I am so blessed by the guys that I get to do ministry with. Yes, I may be the lead pastor, but I learn from these guys every single day and uh, very, very thankful to do ministry with them. So, uh, yeah, I just need to say that. Um, here's what we determine when we're up there. Uh, we need to have what we call strategic partnerships here at Trace. And a strategic partnership is somebody that we are going to partner with here in the city that's already doing very, very good things. And we want to refresh what they're doing because it takes a lot of work. And so the two organizations that we've determined that we're going to partner with and call them our strategic partners, and you're going to see more and more about these two organizations as we grow as a church, are the Springs Rescue Mission, which you heard about for our big Easter thing, and we're getting ready to take them a check for $2,500. If you don't know anything about Springs Rescue Mission, it's their hopes to get not just homeless people off of the streets, but rehabilitate them and back into the workplace. And so it's more of a rehabilitative process. And we've gone down there, we visited the sites, we've talked to the leadership, vetted them, and feel like this is a great organization for us to partner with on an ongoing basis. The second organization that we're going to do is Hope and Home. And this is a foster care organization, a Christian foster care organization here in the Springs and oh, lost my pack. And we're uh, we've already done some things with them. We took them a bunch of shoes. If you're around here for our grand opening, 
And we're going to continue to see how we can refresh them because foster care, being a foster care parent and running a foster care uh, agency is not an easy thing. And so we've determined these are two organizations that we're going to try to refresh as a church along the way. Now let's get personal. Guys, um, this really can be a lot more simple than we make it sometimes. But let me remind you of something that's coming up that would be a little bit more tangible. Mother's Day is right around the corner. And I may, I may be a little biased here because I was raised by a single mom. My dad left when I was five years old, and my, myself and my two older brothers were raised by my dad. And so um, single moms could use some refreshment. Single moms can use some refreshment. And I don't know if you know one in your neighborhood, one that you work with. I don't know if one's in your family. But can I tell you to lose sight of yourself? Can I ask you? to lose sight of yourself in the next couple of weeks and think how you can bring some refreshment into a single mom's life. It really doesn't take that much. Another thing that you can do, and this is so easy and it can be so practical. You know, if you're like me, and I believe you probably are because most of us are like the rest of us. If you've ever been driving down the road and all of a sudden God puts somebody on your mind and it could be, it could be Corey. Man, Corey's such a good friend. It could be my wife. I love my wife. And somebody in that moment... In that very moment, what if you just called them? Maybe God put them on your mind for a reason. If you just call them, don't text them because they need to hear your voice and call them in that moment because there's gonna be an authenticity in your voice when you have that moment of appreciation and whatever that looks like and say, man, I just needed to call and tell you how much I appreciate your friendship. Babe, I just needed to call and tell you how sexy I think you are. And are you home I right now? What are you calls wearing? When you no, that's to too me. far, too much. I was thinking of this. As I'm going through the sponge illustration, I'm getting off on a tangent. Emily's like, I haven't seen a sponge in your hands for a long time. Yeah, be nice if you do. I'm throwing myself under the bus. Yeah, I'll try. That I'll was try. not directed at your wife, right? <laughs> yeah. That was okay. Guys, it doesn't take that much. And you would be surprised how much you can refresh somebody else by a simple phone call in the midst of an authentic moment of conviction of how much you appreciate them. Just do it on the spot. Don't wait. Because if you wait... Later, you're not going to be able to capture that same moment of authenticity. So guys, as we close today, yes, we are going to facilitate some opportunities for you as a church. But don't wait for us. Don't wait for us. And by the way, you are Trace Church. And so the more that you start to represent this in your own daily lives of finding ways to refresh others so yourself can be refreshed, we are going to create a culture of refreshment. I don't know about you but I could use some refreshment in my life. Let's pray. Father God, we are incredibly grateful that we can lean on something called your Holy Spirit in moments where we feel depleted. And so God, no matter what the words have been spoken from the stage by Corey or myself this morning, I know that there are people that are sitting in front of us right now who need to be refreshed and refilled and rejuvenated by your Holy Spirit. And I can't do that. Corey can't do that, but we know you can. And so as we lead into this moment of response, God, I pray that you bring refreshment to people's soul. God, I pray that you continue to show us what it looks like for us, yes, as a, as a church, as a whole, how we can be a refreshment to people and organizations in the city. But more than that, God, how we can do this on a daily basis where it would begin to represent our lives and that we would stop waiting for others to refresh us because <laughs> Solomon just told us if we will get our eyes off of ourselves and if we will start to put refreshment in the lives of others, we ourselves will be refreshed. Father, show us, open our eyes, give us opportunities to do this. 
God, help us to lean into this wisdom. And God, I look forward to hearing the stories of how the people in this room are refreshed because of their desire to refresh others. We pray this in the powerful name of your son, Jesus Christ. And the church said, amen.